0: Is by the lake my name is James, joined once again by my co-host Cody Tanner, all the way from <laughs> Texas. <laughs> James Strong, by the way, here. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Cody, how are you doing on this wonderful legal tampering period Monday?
1: Is it legal tampering or is it just is it just free agency now?
0: No, free agency. Free officially Wednesday, Wednesday, Wednesday. night. Okay. So this this is the kickoff of the legal tampering period, which started at noon, and it has been wild already. But we're gonna,
1: we are. We're gonna talk about it. Um, we're gonna break it down. There's a lot to go on talking about free agency, but we also have other things to talk about. We have to talk about NFL draft because we did our first mock draft right before the show. We'll give that a talk at the very end. Um, and then there's also news to cover before that. James, we got to cover some serious things coming out of uh, a little place called Tennessee. And a little place called Philadelphia, two two places that lost current Pittsburgh Steelers uh, that yeah. are getting re-signed. So let's talk about that real quick.
0: Yeah, so first off, um, we saw some news going on here uh, with Bud Dupree going to be getting released, supposedly, by the Tennessee Titans. I don't know if that's been made official yet. or if I don't believe
1: be- it's been uh, made official yet. Hmm.
0: I think it's probably on, on Wednesday at midnight because they have to wait for the the official new year of the league to start uh by the way this is like new year's eve for the nfl right now so that's exciting Ball drops at midnight folks uh it does that it does (laughs) the ball drops at midnight. javon hargrave the bigger name the eagles releasing him we have since found out i'm not going to beat around the bush on this one we've since found out that javon hargrave has Agreed to terms with the San Francisco 49ers. Get this: 21 million a year, four years, 84 million dollars for Javon Hargrave. Gets the big payday. He already got a good payday when he went to Philly. That was like 10 million a year or something. Yep, uh, he doubles it with 21 million a year. We had hopes that maybe Pittsburgh might be able to figure out a way to bring him in. Not a chance at twenty one a year. Not that a was chance. Never going to happen.
1: <laughs> Not a chance. At all. But you got to
0: be happy for him. Uh, and cheers to all the haters out there that have been saying that the Steelers and, and Kevin Colbert suck drafting. Because uh, there's a third round pick that got two huge paydays and uh, clearly was an amazing and, draft and played in the Super Bowl Colbert. last year. mm Hmm
1: speak clear about that he was he was a decent part of that defense he, it's not like he was just in there on specific like he, he was in the rotation he played very well when he was in 10
0: plus there 6, right?
1: yep that it happened uh steelers did also release william jackson the third this was something we had talked about kind of expected this to happen as well as carlin's platel uh another corner so that was two corners that pittsburgh released and then we have some news that Cam Sutton might be signing with the Detroit Lions for thirty-three million dollars for three years. Um, yeah, that's three corners, James. Boop, boop. One after another. Gone, gone. The room's getting real skinny, real fast, man.
0: Uh, so yeah, that's that's a crazy one. That's right about what people were expecting. They were saying ten to thirteen million a year for Cam Sutton. But you would uh, have you expected get...
1: Pittsburgh to make a move at that price
0: yeah also, a little bit honestly at 11 million i thought they would have matched that but uh my guess is that the the sticking point was the guaranteed money on it because uh, pittsburgh doesn't like to give out guaranteed money other than the first year of the and that's
1: and that's what i thought as well i think it was like 23 million guaranteed or something like that
0: yeah yeah I which is over half of it Yeah, Yeah. so the first two years of it would be fully guaranteed, basically, with the third year being uh, kind of like a team option type year. Apparently, they added two false years on the end of this, too. Uh, So that allows them to spread the cap dollar out over five years uh, instead of it being over three years. Uh, So interesting to see how the structure of that goes. But Cam Sutton, apparently, uh, to be your new Detroit Lions
1: yeah, but don't worry. Yeah. Just remember, we always try to keep it in the family here at Pittsburgh. We have Terrell Edmonds. We talked. We had Trey Edmonds. You know, it was maybe time to go get Tremaine Edmonds. Just kidding. Tremaine Edmonds signs to the Bears, or potentially will be on Wednesday, uh, for eighteen point five million dollars per season. Yeah, Pittsburgh wasn't going to play games there. A uh, little out of our ballpark for a linebacker when we don't even know what we have on the team, quite frankly. Uh, with you know, you talk about. I almost said Buddy Johnson. Uh, oh my gosh, the guy from last year.
0: <laughs> yeah, he didn't work. You're right. Holy crap! <laughs> um, uh, Mark Robinson. Mark, Robinson. Mark Robinson. But yes. yeah,
1: so Mark Robinson, Robert Blaine, still a potential. Devin Bush, technically still potential to be with the team again. You have um, Miles Jack. Like I, Pittsburgh wasn't going to play no freaking eighteen point five million dollars a year for Tremaine Edmonds. No way.
0: Not a chance. Not um, a chance. Um, that's that's elite inside linebacker pay, uh, and he's making more. Than most dudes at middle linebacker now. Yeah. Um, so I think Roquan Smith just got twenty million right? a <laughs> year. He did. So, he did. Yeah. So that's right up there with Roquan, and I think Roquan has had a, a better career thus far.
1: Yeah. Uh, so, uh, but Pittsburgh did get their hands in the free agency a little bit so far on the tampering period. James, we uh, we kind of replaced one of the three guys we lost in the cornerback rooms, right? Thank
0: God, man, yeah. Big signing for Pittsburgh. This might be the biggest one of this entire season. Obviously, it's early on here, uh, but the rumor is circulating already that Pittsburgh has agreed to a two-year deal with uh, former pro bowler, former all-pro Patrick Peterson, one of the top corners in the NFL in the last 10 years. He's 33 years old, I understand right now, uh, but did have five picks last year. Yep. Uh, so it seems like he still has some gas left in the tank. He's not on E yet. We don't need him to play for 10 years. We just need him to carry the torch for another year or two until the plan comes to light as far as what the cornerback of the future will be. Uh So with Cam Sutton out the door, uh, you figure this means basically a killer Witherspoon and Levi Wallace almost assured to be brought back now uh, because you need to have Uh, at least three corners. Uh, None of these guys are really slot guys, though. So uh, that's an interesting thing to consider as far as other guys in free agency. Maybe they bring in a slot type uh, in addition to Patrick Peterson, uh, or maybe they pursue that in the NFL draft. But I think it might be even more likely that corner is addressed in those first three positions, those first three picks in the first two rounds now. I think it kind of puts a little bit more urgency on that Uh, knowing that you have Patrick Peterson and Patrick Peterson, a highly skilled dude, uh, but way closer to the end of his career than he is the beginning of the career. Uh, So you can't expect him to play at a high level for more than a year or two.
1: No, no. And this reminds me very, very much of the Joe Hayden signing Joe Hayden. I don't think was quite as old, um, but I feel like, I feel (laughs) like they were very close into their productivity with the last year at their previous team. So Patrick Peterson has just played well more further into his career than joe hayden did you could say um at least more into the age aspect of it so i think it's a great signing i think even just for veteran leadership that's a good signing quite frankly you think about that defense that secondary minka fitzpatrick is probably the guy well terrell Ledman is probably the one that's been in the lead the longer no there's akila witherspoon i guess and those guys but patrick peterson has had more success in the nfl than those other guys as far as numbers yeah. go. So I'd be interested to see what happens. Patrick Peterson, known for his speed out of college, uh, curious to see. I wish they would do 40-yard dashes for, like, guys 10 years down the line. I'm just curious what it, what his 40 would be, you know? You but that's my might, point. I don't want to know. But, but <laughs> that's my point is I'm curious to know what the drop-off is. Um, yeah. And, and how ba- – like, are, are certain players just dropping off faster? What is, I don't know. I'd be very curious about those numbers. But – good signing
0: here's a fun one for you cody a few years ago uh the nfl did like a veterans combine kind of thing okay so guys that weren't on a roster could go to this veteran combine for agent uh and go run a 40 and go do all these stuff and what they found out is these guys that weren't 20s and early 30s were just a fraction of what they were athletically so guys that used to run a 4-4 four four were running like 4-8 if they used to be a 4-5 guy they were a 5 flat and people were like oh and I think it only lasted like one year because of how poorly these guys
1: tested dang
0: <laughs> guys I wonder if that made the these guys question
1: there. I wonder if that made these guys question the players they had on their team currently I'm just curious Yeah. you never know um,
0: yeah, I'm excited about this Pat Pete thing, though. Let's let's be real. This is a very big signing, and if he can take anybody under his wing, I feel like Cam Sutton did develop a little bit more while Joe Hayden was there. It can't yep. hurt young corners to have a guy that's that experienced, that successful, uh, and and kept himself out of trouble, as far as I know. Uh, I don't remember really hearing about him getting far or anything. Um, Hopefully Pittsburgh retains James Pierre. He's the youngest corner on the team right now. And maybe James Pierre can learn a couple of things from him, learn a couple of tricks and, and become one of those guys that could be the next generation for Pittsburgh. Uh, But really excited about the draft and and the possibility uh, of a corner being drafted. Speaking of the draft and what possibilities could be Cody and I are bringing to you our very first of the off season pittsburgh steelers mock draft yeah uh, we decided to use the simulator from pro football focus uh, due to the fact that there's being a delay at the draft network with some people coming and going there uh, unfortunately timing being poor there uh, but we needed a simulator so we went with pro football focus
1: and this will be posted on our social media accounts after the screenshot of the draft will be posted um, to get your guys' feedback. Please comment on it. I'm sure without even listening to this, we're going to have certain people comment on this and give us our feedback. Um, but I'm very curious to see what people think. We very purposely did not trade in this draft, although we feel this year has a very, very high chance of Pittsburgh trading back in the first round or even more back in the second round, getting rid of the either 17th pick and going back to in the 20s or going from the 32nd to back even further and there's also the chance james and i agree on this a little bit um there's also the chance that they trade up if they see a a corner or a a specifically a tackle top three tackle they want to get in this draft so we will be very interested to see what happens here i think more likely pittsburgh trades back than up uh just because of the potential to fill up fill the slot for more needs uh with more draft picks so To start it off, uh, at the first pick, James, we had a couple guys that were available here. Uh, This list had – I'm trying to find it. Here we go. Uh, Guys that stand out. Brian Branch, the safety, was available. Deontay Banks, the cornerback, was available. Nolan Smith, the edge rusher, was available. And Broderick Jones, the tight end, are big names there that were available. Or I said tight end, Uh, the tackle.
0: Yeah. Uh, Also, speaking of tight ends, it appeared that none of them had been – yet. Uh, Both Dalton Kincaid uh, and Michael Meyer available which Mm -hmm. those are basically most folks uh, tight end one or two depending on your order. Uh, Also very talked about Kalijah Cansey was still available uh, which again he's just a very polarizing prospect from how extremely high athletic uh, he is. Just the size is a little bit scary to me. Uh, I don't think he fits Pittsburgh's scheme well at all. Uh, A little bit more of a 4-3 defensive tackle that you can utilize his pass rushing capabilities rather than a guy in a 3-4 just doesn't have the size or length that Pittsburgh would look for. Uh, So we had a big, big uh, decision here because the way this fell. The top three corners, I don't know if you said this already, they were gone.
1: Yeah, they were gone, Uh, gone.
0: Gone. Devin Witherspoon already gone. Uh, Christian Gonzalez gone. Joey Porter Jr. Gone. Uh, So those options were no longer available for us uh but we we looked at it we thought about the options and what was the highest level talent uh we felt uh in com- combination Broderick Jones the offensive tackle out of Georgia um I was surprised to see him this available this late in the draft uh I think on other simulators they would have him gone by now uh on the one here with Pro Football Focus it appears as though they have him as their third best offensive tackle as the where some other ones have them as their, their, their top offensive tackle. Yep. Size wise. He's a mammoth. He's got great, great length, great athleticism, uh, can play the left side. That's where he played in college. Uh, so I think it's a plug and play left tackle, uh, day one, he's an upgrade over Dan Moore Jr. Which puts Dan Moore Jr. To the reserve. Uh, and honestly, if you're using Dan Moore Jr. As your sixth offensive lineman in short yardage situations, man, he's a mauler in the run game. So that might allow you to unlock his potential a little bit more and maybe even give him the opportunity to get a little practice in at guard and see if maybe he can make that transition. A lot of people have speculated about that. Could he possibly be one of those butt-kicking guards on the inside? Well, if you draft an offensive tackle that's going to start day one and on uh, the first round, then you get the opportunity to possibly play him at some other positions and find out.
1: Hundred percent, and this really gives Pittsburgh the flexibility of the offensive line. Again, if you have if you have uh, more coming in as the sixth guy, y- you even think about some options where we the t.Here's a question right now in the tight end room: Are they going to bring back Zach Gentry? Does Derek Watt come back? If Derek Watt doesn't come back, t- uh, can't, Connor Hayward becomes the fullback. Uh, this is an option where you throw him in in these three tight end sets, and you just allow him to be. a a sixth offensive lineman in those sets. Now you're not probably going to use him as a passing threat, but he's at least another body there uh, to block and do stuff like that. So it adds flexibility there with that. Again, not something I'd want to see. Quite frankly, I think you need to fix that if that's the problem. But it gives us that option to do more with these guys and flexibility to see if other guys will fit in other positions, like what you described with Dan Moore Jr. Uh, second round came around, and again, we didn't trade these picks away. So you are going to see us use that 30-second overall pick with Miami having forfeited their first round. The first pick of the second round from Chicago. Thank you, Chicago. Um Goes hey, to us. You're
0: <laughs>
1: and uh, I mean, guys that were here, Mozzie Smith, the defensive lineman, you had Emmanuel Forbes, cornerback that is quite small linebacker. Uh, Henley from Washington state was available. Cam Smith, cornerback from South Carolina, Steve Avila, a guard from TSC or TCU, all names that we were looking at. And we wound up going with the quarterback on this one, James. We went defensive side of the ball. Uh, switching it up from the offensive side of the first round, Cam Smith. We want to keep a Cam S on the team. We lost Cam Sutton, so time to get Cam Smith. Same position, and uh, (laughs) we decided to go that route. I think that Cam Smith would come in and automatically be probably uh, a potential day one starter, depending on positioning of other players. Right now, we don't have that slot. Is this something that Cam Smith could come in, or are we going to try to mold one of these other guys to play slot levi wallace in my opinion potentially having the the hand up on that over patrick peterson or or a killer witherspoon but i don't know cam smith would have the potential to come in and be an immediate playmaker
0: absolutely and this is not to be confused with my nephew cam smith uh this is going to be the one out of south carolina uh in good size he was six foot and six eight 180 pounds a four four three forty current Uh, tremendous athleticism. So this is that speed that you're looking for. We've been talking about this uh, since all of last season, maybe even to the season previous, how Pittsburgh needs a true number one corner, a guy with the kind of speed to hang with those top end uh, wide receivers. Uh, This is a guy that could physically hang with Jamar Chase. Uh, And we need that. Very important. You're going to run into guys like that with extreme athleticism. Do you have somebody who can match up with Pat Pete might be able to right now. Cam Smith, I would love to see him being tutored by him and then also by uh, the secondary coaches, right? Because they're doing a hell of a job lately. Oh, my Uh, gosh, yeah. Really developing that room quite nicely. Uh, This would give them that high-end prospect. A lot of folks had him as a first-round prospect only a month or two ago. Uh, Seems to have fallen out of favor in favor of some other folks. But I like him. I like them. I think it's a great opportunity there for, for Pittsburgh. Uh, and at 32, you're going to be happy about it. Now, to be 100% transparent, I know we've talked about this a couple of times already in this show, um, that we wanted to do this draft and not trade back. At 32, this is the most likely spot in Cody and I's opinion for Pittsburgh to trade back. Um, also, not, not unlikely at 17. If the draft falls in a way that the top guys that they really wanted All right, there at 17, why not trade back a few spots, try to get some more assets, especially in the fifth and sixth round where Pittsburgh does not currently have a pick. 32 is another opportunity. When that first day ends, people will call Pittsburgh and inquire about what the cost is to move up to 32 overall. And the further they have to move up, the bigger the dollar amount is. Uh, So if you can get a mass amount of picks or... Uh, some good volume. You know, get that that team's second round pick, and then maybe get a third and a fifth, or maybe get a fourth and a sixth, or whatever it might be. Whatever the compensation is, if you can acquire a couple of more of those mid round picks, yeah, uh, to help, you know, you kind of have to strongly consider it.
1: They won't take any less, in my opinion, than two draft picks for this current year, plus the potential yeah. for future years. Yeah. There's a, there's a chance they get three in this year, but they're not taking less than two this year and potential for picks in f- future years as well
0: yeah yeah so. i agree well will at the minimum get that team's second round pick of this year mm-hmm. and like a sixth but there would if they were going to go that low then you're going to get like a third next year on top of it or a second next year on top of it yep. there has even been times where teams have gotten future first round picks for that first pick in the second round yeah uh, so Very excited to see what Omar Khan and Andy Weidel can pull off with that. But if they stay there, I'd be ecstatic with Cam Smith as the pick.
1: Yeah. Um, So the next pick, James, you want to talk about that one?
0: Yeah, let's get into it here. So we're now talking about the 49 overall pick, Pittsburgh's natural selection in the seventh round. Uh, When we got there, the names are a little bit different than what they were before. Some of them still available. Uh, So Steve Avila, a lot of teams really like him as one of the top guards in this year's draft class uh, available at this selection. Uh, Also, we had Dylon Henley. A lot of people really like him as a middle linebacker. Williams has him as his number one middle. Um, Tanner McKee out of Stanford. I don't think Pittsburgh is going for a quarterback, so we kind of rule that out. Uh, Josh Downs, a wide receiver from North Carolina. Could Pittsburgh be looking for another wide receiver this early? They're very good at that. Uh, So there's some definite options there uh also matthew bergeron offensive tackle out of syracuse but we already got an offensive tackle so why would we we go that way right we did Uh, so what did we do in this round it just so happened that john michael schmitz The center that you have heard me talk about many times was still available. I jumped at the opportunity there. I think there's no way he's still there at 49. A lot of people have him going in the first round of this draft and a lot of people calling him the best center in this draft class. How he was still available at 49, I don't know, but Pittsburgh gets a day one starting center in addition to a day one starting left tackle. And now you're talking about an offensive line that is extremely revamped. Uh, And you're talking about two capable starters turning into high-end backups. And now you've got great depth on this offensive line as well. I'd be ecstatic if Pittsburgh could somehow get John Michael Schmitz in the the 49 pick. I would take him at 17 if it was the selection. I'd be very happy about it because I do feel he's the best center in this draft class. Uh, So just a real butt kicker, uh, a guy that mauls you and plays through the whistle as far as finishing guys. Uh, so you can play him at center or guard, uh, but center's his natural position in college.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so not a bad pick. Again, the the system, and you'll see this when we post the picture later, the system did not like this pick. But again, this is a guy that the system doesn't read needs. It doesn't read uh, certain things, and the system's not always right. P- Pittsburgh needs offensive linemen. This helps that interior offensive line. Uh, category immensely, in our opinion. So, John Michael Schmitz at 49, uh great pick, in my opinion. Now, this drops to, we went from 49 to 80, James. And once we get down there, the picking got a little slim, if you know what I'm saying. um
0: The picking did?
1: The picking. Pickens? Pickens? George Pickens? Uh,
0: you understand what I'm saying?
1: Um, I know what
0: you're saying. I also know what this election is. Love
1: the fun here. <laughs> so there were still guys available. There were there were linebackers on the board. There were edge rushers on the board. There were pretty decent name tight ends on the board still. Uh, all guys that we thought we talked about, we thought about, and then we wound up going with a guy from South Carolina, defensive lineman Zach Pickens, uh, because the Pickens wasn't that slim. You know what I'm saying? Pickens was actually pretty That's easy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Zach Pickens, a guy that actually did fairly well in his combine uh very numbers good. very good and a guy that can, probably potential day one starter just with how slim our defensive line is um yeah. so this this was another pick again we, and the system will say that we reached for this pick because he's rated so low and we drafted him at 80 i think he's in the 120s rating wise overall uh but there's a handful of positions that you don't need in front of that like quarterback you don't need a quarterback right now um you don't exactly need a a running back right now when we got two guys that are handling the ball it's not a position you need to draft so zach pickens is the pick we went with a guy that could come in and have an immediate impact um and i personally like the pick there which is why we picked it we did this together james we did a good job teamwork this took a while though let's let's clarify this was not five minutes and we were done this took about a half an hour 40 minutes (laughs) so yeah we
0: had we had debates at every position uh we looked through on what was available this position was there anything at that position are we overlooking this as a secondary need versus this as a more primary need on uh, in this position we felt like zach pickens uh was a really good match for his skill set uh again six foot four two ninety i think cody mentioned that already Yep. uh ran ran a 48 940 which is really cooking for a guy that size and he had great length i want to say he was about 34 inches on his arm leg uh so good athletic profile here the kind of guy that you can get in there uh start working him with the defensive line coach Carl Dunbar see if he can pick up some pointers from Cam Hayward but you're already talking about length size uh and in the profile of what you're looking for uh, on a 3-4 defensive end that can kick inside and pass rush for you on pass rushing downs yeah uh, now just as a weird side note, we talked about this earlier in the week. I told Cody about this because this is something that I heard on Steelers Depot when I was listening to them the other day. Um, they were talking about Alex kazora and, and Dave Bryan. This is we're talking on their show uh, about free agent prospects. Uh, and one of them that they brought to light, which was Alex's idea, was Zach Allen, defensive end from Arizona. Um, he's only 25 years old. 6'4", 285, 35-inch long arms. Athletic dude seems to be getting better as far as his productivity year after year. If Pittsburgh went after a guy like that in free agency, then you're not drafting a guy like that most likely. I mean, maybe you are as a long-term for Cam and you bring him along a little slower. You don't have to worry about bringing him along right away. But that would be a possible solution Um in free agency that Pittsburgh could go at, but this is a very similar profile, very similar size length, uh, the kind of thing that you're looking for, somebody that you can develop. Uh, So that would be a splash that I would be ecstatic about in free agency if Pittsburgh went that way. Uh, If not, you go into the draft. Zach Pickens, very similar profile. Let's see what we can do with him. I like getting guys in the third, fourth round here. I think you're going to be able to get a little bit more than you are out of the... Sixth round after sixth round after sixth round, Carlos Davis, Isaiah Bugs, all these guys just not turning into anything, not even viable backups. Uh, so um, I like the idea. And a lot of what those guys had in common too, those – A lot of what? Say again. Didn't have the length, the arm length. Yeah. You need to be able to engage, disengage, shed blockers, get people off. You get your arms up. I want to say Zach Allen had like eight passes deflected last year, which really stuck out to me. It's exactly eight. Good call. Yeah. Yeah. Good call. That's fantastic from a defensive lineman. That's something that is just preached in Pittsburgh. Uh, Cam Hayward's always getting his hands up, batting the ball down. T.J. Watt, known for T.J. Swatt. You know, this is something that they preach on that defensive line. Uh, So he'd fit in real well with how he plays already. Uh, But Pickens, I think, would fit in great on that.
1: Yeah, uh, so the second longest gap in our in our draft as it is right now, 40 picks go by between round three at pick 80 and round four at pick 120. Uh, and James and I looked at this and you know what? there wasn't a whole lot here, uh, quite frankly, we, there was still certain guys on the board um, that we just weren't too sure about, guys that we weren't sold on. Uh, a lot of wide, a lot of wide receivers left as that, that typically does happen. They're typically deep in wide receivers, uh, halfbacks on the board, linebackers, all these guys that were available. And James and I just kind of felt that there was a position that we could use some rotational guys in, and there it was. It would have made the best impact for the team immediately to get somebody in there and that's an edge rusher. Uh, again, the system hated this pick. But you know what? We thought about this. This was probably the longest we looked at a pick, too. By the way, um, and we went with Jose Ramirez out of Eastern Michigan. Now Jose Ramirez was a guy that didn't light up the stats, in my opinion, but he performed very well across the board. Four seven three forty in the combine out of a two hundred and forty two pound edge. I mean, that's great. It's not. Good. It's good. Yeah. yeah. It's not a four. It's not a four six. It's not a four seven flat. Four seven three, close enough. Uh, the 10 yard split was great. That shows really a nice. lot of explosiveness. Uh 34 and a half inch broad or excuse me, vertical jump, broad jump. Holy cow. Uh nine ten on the on the broad jump. And then twenty one reps on the bench, fairly decent at thirty two and three fourths inch long arm, six two. Uh a guy that we think would come in and play very nicely. And again, you gotta think even back to last year. When T J Watt went out on the injury in the in what, week two or whatever it was? Or might have been week one. one, yeah.
0: Yeah, he got hurt against the Bengals.
1: Yeah. Uh, we didn't really have a a good guy to come in there and rotate very, very well. They did. They performed okay. We we had a decent time, but I think if we get a young guy in here, get him trained up behind Alex Highsmith and TJ Watt, and he gets to learn from them, this is a guy that in two years could problem. I mean, be a phenomenal, he could come up just the same way Alex Highsmith did. Um, obviously not take the starting position, I don't think by at this point, but you got to like the improvement of what we've seen and, and besides coming in and learning behind those two what better way to come in
0: yeah and this guy got on our radar by a west shrine bowl and mm. really lighting it up he showed great bend the ability to dip that inside shoulder when rushing against the passer and get to the quarterback now the offensive tackle play was not tremendous at the east-west shrine game i won't sugarcoat that uh, but regardless it isn't college all-star football game and he did excel in that college football all-star game so that is a great situation for him uh that's gonna show up on some people's radars and he's hitting like those minimum requirements for pittsburgh on stuff uh, as far as arm length and good 10 yard split good explosiveness in those jumps you know 21 reps on the bench not bad for a guy that's 240 pounds not incredible but also not bad at you Put in work to get on 21 reps, man. Uh, so I think he's a great profile, a, a great possibility for somebody to uh develop into the future. Uh, now, last two Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh has an enormous gap, uh, going from there all the way to the seventh round where they have two picks, number 235 and 242. So they're very close together. You can kind of target the same group of guys and have a possibility of getting one at one position and one. The other spot, which uh, is exactly, exactly what happened. we did. It's <laughs> exactly yeah. what we yeah, did. Yeah, we, we talked about it at 235. We targeted two specific players. We took the one that we felt was the the higher team need at 235, uh, which Cody's recommendation. I agreed with him on this. Brandon Hill out of the University of Pittsburgh, a little bit undersized. I want to say he was closer to 510, 190, 195 pounds, and around there, but a four-four three forty. So excellent athleticism and speed. Uh, If Pittsburgh's unable to retain DeMonte Casey, this could be somebody who fills in as a reserve safety uh, and with plenty of speed to go make plays Mm -hmm. uh, would probably light it up on special teams right out of the gate. Uh, So at least you're getting an athletic profile that you can work with. And then let's see what you can develop into them. Because I think, again, we've got excellent coaching in that secondary right now. Uh, So this would give you a possible piece that could be developed into something. I don't necessarily think this is a long term solution for either position. No, it's not. Oh, but it could be somebody that he develops as a high end backup. Uh, and if he excels on special teams and is a high end backup and you got him in the seventh round, you got to steal. So,
1: yep. And then, so as we were looking at this position, we, th- we were also looking at an offensive position that was technically in question. Uh, with Zach Gentry being possibly on the out, also potentially Derek Watt, a lot of questions in these two positions. We're in the tight end room, and you know what? What's close to home, and what do we love? We are, James.
0: Penn State, baby, and Brenton Strange was still there. That's BS. That is BS
1: that he was still there. You know what I'm saying?
0: I see what you did there, and we got to get that (laughs) BS on the team. Uh, Whether it's Brenton Strange, whether it's Bobby Strong, I'm in. Let's sign him. It's Pittsburgh Steelers. Let's go. Uh, So, Brendan showed in at a, almost six foot four, 253 pounds, a four seven flat 40, which isn't bad. Honestly, he'd probably be the fastest uh, Pittsburgh Steelers tight end day one. I know that's faster than what Cam Hayward registered, uh, or Connor, Connor Hayward, yep. that is. Yeah. And Pat Fryermuth, I don't think ever did a 40, and Gentry, I'm pretty sure, was slower than a four seven. Uh, so uh, day one, you're already getting better at. Now, the the thing that really stuck out when watching Penn State and Brendan Strange the last couple of years is his ability to break tackles down the field. He ran through people. uh, He broke contact. He got yards after contact on a regular basis uh, and a good blocker. Now, that arm length is the question, right? We're sub-32-inch long arms. Yep. Uh, But 23 reps on the bench was the best performance by any tight end in this year's draft class. So, good strength.
1: Zach Gentry ran a 4.78.
0: There you go. So yeah, faster than Zach Gentry as well. That's faster than I thought Zach Gentry. <laughs> I thought he was going to be like a four eight five or something. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, so I mean, I think this would be somebody that that you could use as your your number three tight end, maybe a possible number two if you're unable to acquire Zach Gentry uh, in free agency, if you're unable to retain him. Uh, if not, if it goes the other way and we Derek Watt, I think he could probably play fullback too. He's got the physicality, the strength, the density uh, that you could probably use him as a fullback if you did not want to move Connor Hayward there. If you move Connor Hayward to fullback, now Brenton Strange can become your number three tight end. And I think that's one heck of a number three tight end if that's the way you end up going. Yeah. Uh, So I'd be ecstatic with Brenton Strange in the seventh round. I think, honestly, if you want him with the original picks, you'd probably have to take him in the fourth round.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I don't expect him to be there in the seventh at all, honestly. Not at all. (laughs) So, so this was, I mean, here's the thing. Quite frankly, if all these players get drafted before we even get there, it's a good draft. This is a good mock draft.
0: It's a great draft, yeah.
1: Because that means they were, you know, we'll see how it goes. The, the only question, the, the only player that I think might not get drafted before we drafted them was Jose Ramirez. Um, honestly, out of, out of this entire list, I think he might be the only one that doesn't go before that.
0: Yeah, yeah, he might
1: be later on. So, But again, that was because that was what James and I felt was best at that spot. So again, we will share this picture on social media. Uh, Make sure to comment on it. Make sure to send us images of your uh, draft pick. We'd love to see what you guys did or go to pff.com, Pro Football Focus. Do your own mock simulator. We'd love to see what you have. And here's the thing. If you guys hit on something that we don't, that we completely disagree with, I will shout you out on this podcast until the day I die. Like I will just freaking get, okay, not until the day I die, unless it's like the next week, but we'll
0: I, take a punter in the first round, I, I
1: will not exp- be the biggest shocking <laughs> draft of all time. Um, but no, if you guys hit on something, like we'll give you props. We will absolutely shout you out and talk about it for sure. Uh, James, do you have anything else you want to add before we end this show today?
0: No, going to be an exciting week for us. Our next episode will be at the beginning of the new season. So it'll be officially season 2023 for us. Uh, And we're going to have some news for you by then. Patrick Peterson will not be the only Steeler by then. And we're going to keep you up to date with it. There will be some mid-tier signings. There will be some higher-end signings, some low-level signings. Uh, Maybe a Robert Spillane re-signing or a Zach Gentry or Derek Watt, some some not so exciting things and maybe something big. Maybe they go out there and they get a Zach Allen or, or something else where, that could really make a splash or a middle linebacker. Who knows? Uh, it's exciting. This is a very exciting time of year. The next most exciting time of year is going to be at the end of April with that draft, but we're going to do lots of more uh, mock drafts between now and then uh, each of us are going to give our own individual. And then we're going to do final ones closer before the actual nfl draft for you guys as well so and who knows maybe we'll do one live
1: on facebook together and and give you the time to you know for fans to hop in and give their two cents as well so yeah yeah we're looking forward to all of it looking forward to all of it again thank you guys so much for listening be sure to like and follow on facebook twitter instagram TikTok, and youtube subscribe and ring the bell it's free and until next time this is your host james and cody signing off peace